All right, recording and streaming. Woo, we're winning. I don't know if, am I, can you see me on my screen? Mine, it's weird. It's such a, oh, okay, good. <laughs> All right, getting up, people. It's Friday Night Feels. Who knows where this is going to go? So, <clears throat> welcome to Friday Night Feels. I'm licensed mental health counselor and certified life coach, Patrick Manette. And this is a show that focuses on a variety of wellness-related issues, such as mental health, men's health, addiction, health concerns, relationships, mindfulness, healing, and much more. The focus of the show is to create connection and to be able to talk about issues that affect all of us and how to be the healthiest versions of ourselves that we can be. Each show, I invite a guest to come and join with me and share their experiences with healing and wellness. My guest tonight is Elaine Santos, a certified wellness coach and founder of Wellness as Art. She offers one-on-one -on -one health and wellness coaching, workshops, and guided imagery, and is very passionate about helping others reach their wellness goals and live healthier, more vibrant lives. She also has a master's in integrative health studies and is also a mental health coach. Her education experience gives her a holistic view of her clients, and her coaching philosophy is centered around curiosity, kindness, and joy. So welcome to Friday Night Feels, Elaine! Ah, thank you so much! This is fun! <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So you're in California, and we're in, mm -hmm. I'm in New York, so we're representing both good sides of the country. Right? <laughs> like, only magic can happen. Only magic can yes. happen. Yes! <laughs> So we were just chatting before um, we went live, uh, and I just said, I'm probably just going to be just asking a whole bunch of random questions because your bio is so interesting, and there's so many things. So I hope you have your, your coffee. It's five o'clock where you are. So I, I, I'm ready. Jar of water. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know. I have my cup of water. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like people who drink caffeine at night, I'm like, I don't really understand that. So I can drink caffeine during the day I'm up. For period, like I'm a lightweight across okay, the board so on everything. One time, I'll tell you the story. Um, I I don't drink coffee, so I thought it was a good idea to buy chocolate covered espresso beans because <laughs> it's dark chocolate, so it's basically a vegetable. And then at like three in the morning, I'm wide awake and I didn't know why. I'm like, wait a minute. You're like, why am I cleaning my bathroom right now? <laughs> <laughs> the stars are awake, so I'm awake. <laughs> You know, it's one of those things. So, so I'm so excited to connect with you. And and can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Because it sounds like you offer a lot of really interesting things in your work. Yeah. So, um, I'm like, where do I start? Uh, so I always, I guess, I center as a health and wellness coach. So certified through the national board. Um, and okay. HWC, <laughs> like the acronyms, and um, that is like where I start. And then, so I do individual coaching, which is really fun. And then, but I really love doing my group programs too. I have a winter group, um, every year I'll be on my third year. And mm -hmm. I really do like to focus on stress and, um, like trying to think about it. I wrote notes, but not really good ones, but like this self, this idea of self-care, but then also stress management. So, but I don't like management because management to me feels like you're trying to like get it to do something mm -hmm. and so I like to say stress awareness and flow so like getting very aware of like what stress is how it impacts us um mind body and spirit and then what is our mindset around stress and then how do we flow with it like what are our what are our tools and skills and resources to work with those things versus trying to like kind of 
I need to control this stress. Right. It's like, ah, it's going to show up. <laughs> like, how well, do you let it roll through? You know? Right. And it's interesting because I can imagine even as I'm, I'm thinking of myself of, well, yeah, there's stress. So what, what can I possibly learn about stress? Like that would be my first, like, so do people ask you that? Like, what can you teach me about stress that I wouldn't know already? Yeah, there's, um, well, and I think some of it is like, well known, but then we don't do it. Like, you know how we like know things, but then, so that's the beauty of coaching. It's like teaching us how to like change behaviors around it. But I do like to think about stress and the body a lot. So I like going over some of the just basic workings of like fight or flight, um, the stress response, how that shifts our bodies. Um, so like our breathing changes how, and then how simple we can just change our breathing to calm our bodies down and our stress okay. down. And then our mind calms down. And then the thing about stress is people have been told for so long that stress is bad for you. And it's not necessarily bad for you. It's okay. like chronic stress is bad for you, but stress, like fight, flight, like that's just a natural human response to things. Right. Um, so like also changing our mindset around it. Cause when we panic about things, it kind of makes sense. Everything worse, you know, like, okay. Oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, this is terrible. And like we keep spiraling versus right. like that's a big and, and I think what you said made a lot of sense. I, I I'm just thinking of all the products that I see is stress away, free your stress, eliminate the stress, get rid mm -hmm. of it, like be stress-free, which for me stresses me out even more because it's giving me the message I'm doing something wrong because <laughs> yeah. I am stressed. It's like, why are you judging me with your products? Yes. And so so it, when you when you are working with someone, how do you define stress? Or is it different for everyone you work with? I think of stress as an energy. It's the energy to get stuff done, okay. usually. So, and I think it also gets called anxiety a lot. So it's like okay. that emotion of anxiety. And anxiety is like getting things done energy. And then when we have too much of it, because there's only so many things that can actually get done in the present moment, but because our mind is like spazzing out or, but like, it's like digging into future scenarios that aren't even real. And like, what about this? We have all this extra stress or anxiety, right. To right. try to push out, to solve all these things that aren't solvable because they're not real. So it's like, once we get back to like the present of like, what is going on right now? So like kind of like channeling that energy. So People sometimes feel anxious about things, but excitement is also the same. It's kind of on the other side. Like you can either be, yeah. And you can't be excited about everything that's stressful in your life. So that's like, just for right. some things like performing, <laughs> like doing interviews, um, <laughs> you could feel, you know what I mean? Like a job interview, you feel anxious, but you could also tell yourself I'm excited and you can actually shift your um, stress chemicals to okay. be in your support. Right. So it's just kind of trying to figure out those things. Um, so I do think stress is like energy. I don't necessarily think it's bad. There's okay. things that can feel, you know, distressful. And then there's good stress, right? Like a move can be a great thing, but it's still stressful to move or travel. It, and it's interesting because sometimes it can be that motivation of I'm, it's like I'm working on a project or I'm working on a goal or some, or, you know, I think of when people are traveling. Mm -hmm. Like it's so many different emotions and the stress of, you know, airports, this and all of that. And it's, it interweaves into to the experience. Yeah. And, and what I see, and, and maybe you can um, share with me your experience is 
people struggle to even identify that they are stressed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's a little resistance, but sometimes I think it's that they actually don't know what the, like, is the anxiety and stress? They just know they're not feeling good. Do you ever see that? Yeah, I do. And I think you're totally right. And I, I think about, um, do you ever, have you ever gotten like a massage and you're like, I'm okay. And then they're like, man, you're tense. And you're like, oh, <laughs> guess I like that. I feel like we carry around a lot of tension yeah. in our bodies. And you're right. When we're used to why I come from like a corporate background too. I worked as an administrative assistant and office manager for many years in okay. corporate engineering. So oh, I like wow. this very corporate lifestyle. Um, so I just think about like, you just are used to a certain level of stress and you don't realize you're in it. Sometimes. So it is trying to figure out how do you break through that? And so with clients, it is a lot of that, you know, reflecting things back um, as you hear what's coming up for them so they can hear what's going on. Like, they'll be like, oh, you're right. I'm like, no, you're right. You said it. <laughs> I just said it back. <laughs> like why, why do you think it's so hard for people to recognize stress in our world? That's a good question. I wonder. I think we're, I mean, I think of our environments we're in, uh, potentially, depending on where you live and everything and your work environment, um, atmosphere, who you're around. It might just be all of it's just at this high rate and you don't realize that's the like water you're swimming in. Right. Um, right. I think that could be some of it. I think some of it's that we are potentially maybe in our minds so much and we're not touching into our bodies. And then you don't realize that tension. If you really felt what your body was feeling, um, you might notice it more. It's interesting when, so there was probably, at the, I don't know, maybe six months into when COVID had really taken over and there, it was just, everything was so different. Mm. I actually had, um, you know, I, I had never done telehealth before, so everything was transitioned. Right. And, and then it was just insanity. So it's like longer days and not any self-care. And I actually, my back seized up one day Mm. and I couldn't, I couldn't move. And it was probably one of the scariest things that I've ever experienced um, and, and I remember, uh, I called the doctor and they were like, well, we can see you at three. I said, no, I can't move. Can we do a telehealth appointment? <laughs> like <Yeah>. something. <laughs> and I got on with the doctor and they, they couldn't, they didn't, they couldn't do anything. They were like, just do, you know, there wasn't even drinking water. There was no questions yeah. and there was no discussion of, of my mental health or emotional health at all. And then I I was able to um, maneuver and everything, and then going into chiropractor and 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 having those discussions of what I'm doing, and I didn't even realize how much stress, like you said, with the massage, mm-hmm. my whole back was like, you know, for ten hours a day, I'm holding this in as I'm doing my job of trying to be there for other people in mm-hmm. in an upside down world. Yes. That was like your body being like, we're done. Like, yeah, we're exactly. It was like, we're mm. out. <laughs> <laughs> you, we try to give you little signs. And, mm-hmm. and so anytime I have, it, it was very, for me, and this is why I was kind of a- asking some of your experience with, with people's resistances. It, it actually had to break through some arrogance that I had about what I thought my body could do. Like I thought something was, there was 
a weakness or something that I would need to take a break instead of knowing what I was doing was actually unwell. Yeah, that's exactly like those stories that are out there or, you know, people call them beliefs or stories or the thoughts that kind of get us stuck. Um, so yeah, the here your body was probably giving you your being or at some point might have been like, excuse me, like we need a break. Um, but it's so quiet and it's just like, quiet down. We're right. tough, we're strong. We can't be show weakness or whatever that, you know, everyone needs me. Like I need to be there for other people. Like yes. you wait, like whatever that is. We do have those other things competing maybe that right. will block us from noticing that stress. And that is internal, but also like I said, like in our society, there's these messages. Um, yeah. Right. And, and it's hard. One of the things that I'm always asked, whether it's coaching, teaching or, or therapy is, you know, everyone's always talking about feelings. What do you want me to actually do with them? And I always like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's like, what do you want to do with them? <laughs> um, but it's such a good question because we're not taught, like you're saying, most of us aren't taught what do we do with your family? Well, we have to just acknowledge them. <laughs> and like you're saying, I love how you're saying it is like these little voices. They're like these little whispers and we, we try to squash them out because they're inconvenient mm -hmm. to our busy, stressful life. Yes. And, um, I just feel, I just see you there, like stuck with the doctor and being like, I don't know, <laughs> you just like not be able to move and like how, like, I don't know, just, just like unsupportive that was. And um, I'm glad you had a chiropractor. So I was like, if they could just been like, why don't we just take three deep breaths together? Well, you I, know? <laughs> I, I was like, what? Like it, it was spasming. So it was so oh. bad. And I, when I, I think sometimes like it, it, I was in a bit of panic because I couldn't even, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's scary because your whole body is just yeah. like, you're not moving. Um, and I reached out to a friend of mine and she said, if you're having spasms, you're dehydrated. Mm. And she gave me some tips. And I remember my mind, cause I was so panicked. I was like, I can't get to the bathroom. So I don't want to drink it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this whole chaos. Yeah. Um, and then once I drank water, the spasms started to go away and I was right. able to like maneuver and get the heating pad and all of this stuff and, and to really learn my body is trying to help me it's not trying to hinder me it's yeah. it's hard it's hard I know because we are constantly I think because uh, I really like um like in my intro it's like I really love imagery work and some of it is through the somatic world of like where is I going with this well like with anatomy like creative alignment okay and so um they were like, I forget who it's, I might, it might be Eric Franklin in one of his books said something about, we tend to only talk about our bodies when we're like, this hurts, that's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're never like, wow, my shoulders feel real great today. <laughs> like we're usually just complaining about our body. Yet here you said this beautiful thing that it was probably like, yeah, I'm trying to help you out. Like I'm trying to send you a message. And <laughs> just like you said, the people are like, what do you want me to do with these emotions? It's like, again, just in, it's information. It's information for you. It's not trying to hurt you or make right. you feel painful, you know, like things. It's actually trying to support you in some way. Right, right. 
And so you just mentioned something I wanted to jump into you um, about imagery. Mm. Does that, and I'm assuming that ties into the everything that you do with with stress. Could you talk a little about that? Because one one of the things too that when you and I connected is that I that I liked about your information was there are so many great skills when it sounds like you teach your clients, but there's so much judgment and stigma on a lot of the work of slowing down and oh imagery I get a lot of the negative stuff of like oh you want me to just think happy thoughts and and bluebirds and I'm like all right here's someone who specializes in this so let's have her come on (laughs) and dispel some of this because what I find even for myself is is I can fall into the negativity spirals when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm stressed. And so when I'm trying to like reach out to supports, sometimes it's hard to receive optimism when you're in pain. Mm -hmm. And so when people are like, well, positive thinking, it's like, I'm going to punch you in the face because Just being uh, because, real here, just being no, real. No, it's like, true. I always talk about how, because I'm in the wellness world and I always feel like, um, I don't know. I have a pretty salty side <laughs> too and a little bit of eye roll towards some stuff because I remember reading something that was like, go from fatigued to empowered. I'm like, that sounds tiring. tiring. <laughs> like, I'm too tired to be empowered. Leave me alone. Right. Like, so I totally feel that sometimes of, of being like what's and even the positive thinking and self-compassion were two things I had to also like you know I wasn't against them by any means but I definitely was like does this work and I was like oh it does work like once you start putting it into practice and looking at it in the bigger way when you said that when they're like oh why do you want me to think about positive things like bluebirds or whatever I always like to remind clients that they just shared with me like wildly ridiculous worst case scenarios. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya or something. I mean, I that's just, like. But I just say like, you're okay. Like, you think it's totally fine and like, okay to think these wild worst case scenarios. But you think being a little bit more positive to yourself is like a trope, you know, like it's ridiculous. Like it's like, that mm. was ridiculous. Like, cause that's not real either but right. you're okay with the not real negative, but you're not okay with the not real positive. That's like, interesting. Yeah. Right? That's a good but. point. <laughs> so how do you, how do you start, you know, cause people, I, I think when, when you're presenting this and, and people must be coming to you, it's, they know something's not working, but they don't know what it is. So how would you guide someone that like, how do you introduce what imagery is and, and, and in your work with someone? because mm-hmm. we do imagery all day long like everyone's doing imagery all the time because like worrying is a really great example of imagery or daydreaming um I always think about the food I really like <laughs> oh Elaine yes you, know? you were among your people oh. <laughs> yes. I'll do that with my partner I'm like wouldn't it be really nice to have ice cream Sundays right now that's imagery um so it's you know what I mean like we're creating an image and imagery isn't just visual so it's a whole embodied thing it's um noticing how it is in your body like the image so people because some people don't see images like when they close their eyes and do an imagery session they're like ah, same thing. that's okay because imagery is visual but it's also um sounds it's also um 
sense. It's all the all the senses. <laughs> it's right, tactile. Right. It's somatic. You'll feel things in your body. You'll have thoughts that go along with it as well. I do think people who feel a little skeptical, I tend to lean into some of the, I'm like skeptical, then they're like, I need science. And um, there is so much research around imagery working and in the athletic, like, like Olympic athletes, they use imagery. So I'll have clients who are like, oh, Elaine, I really want to, you know, they have like big emotions and they don't want to, um, I'm just gonna make up something so random. Like we're trying to work with um, snapping at people when you're angry, right? Like, okay. oh, when I get mad, I snap at people, but I'd rather pause or take a breath or take a walk first before I have that conversation. But when you're in it, they're like, how do you stop yourself? You know, cause you're like at a 10, it's right. very hard. I'm always right. like, it is very hard. So I'm always like, you can practice it when you're calm in your mind, you can imagine the conversation you had that didn't go great and you could rework it so that you start practicing in your mind what you will do because it's just like, it's almost just like really practicing because athletes, they've done a study on this. There's some study about people playing basketball. Don't quote me on it. I can find it and give it to you, but it's like, um, it's kind of like they they grouped the people together, people who physically practiced shooting hoops and then, and I don't know sports very well. And then the <laughs> other group just like imagined doing it. And it was like, they did just as well, like with their practice. Because if you visualizing your whole body, your mind, your body and your mind, it's like, it, your body doesn't know it's not happening. Just like when we watch a movie and right. it's scary, we feel scared. Like our body like will sweat or like the hairs will raise on the back of your neck. Yeah. Like we're feeling that. So it's like, it's very effective. So I guess that would be a good way. To That's explain. really, well, I loved, I never ever thought of that, that you already are doing imagery when you're doing the night. Like I never connected that before. That's yeah. fascinating. Like all our fans. Well, you're already things. doing it. <laughs> right so it's like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> i never yeah and and i think our world you know we talk so you know um about like distractions right mm -hmm. uh especially you know of when you're at a job that you hate or i i get that a lot too of when people are in situations like <clears throat> you know holidays are a big stressor mm -hmm. for people yeah. and <clears throat> being able to to help them prepare of like, how do I deal with my aunt or my mother or my drunk brother? You know, like all of those things. And I never would have worded it that way of let's let's work through this and see how else we can imagine it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I like to tell people for that? Like where they have to have like dinners with people or see people. When someone is really, um, I don't know how to say it. Like, just like, I always say wild, like they're their own wild self. And you're just like, that person's really difficult. I like to imagine myself in my own bubble. So like your imagery bubble, but I like to imagine other people in snow globes, if they have like a strong dis disorient, what's the um, word? Not disorientating energy, but like they're ungrounded. And so like, right. it's very- Discombobulated. Yeah, so you're just like, hey. so I sometimes just imagine them in a snow globe, like their own wild world. And that's them over there experiencing their thing. Cause a lot of stuff people do to us, it feels personal. It's not, it's their stuff, right? right? right. Like it's their right. stuff. Um, I don't know they were mean to me. I know, but it's them, <laughs> not you. <laughs> so I just try to imagine them in their snow globes. That's a way to use imagery. Um, as well and it's kind of fun to imagine them in a snow globe <laughs> right and it, 
do you do you have people like what are some of the the struggles that you see people have like in the work that you do is it that they don't believe it or they think it's silly like what what are some of the the common problems that you face I think it, it's kind of like um how to incorporate it maybe and not necessarily I don't know no one has told me it's silly yet <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of some of the people yeah. I know in my life who are really critical not saying that but yeah I'm just like prove it to me like you said like where's the article like I've had those discussions like, yeah no like, I do have to have that's like that's a big thing of that and and like you said imagery has an it's it's very well researched. They use it with um, people with cancer. Like there's a ton of research around healing power of that. There's so much work and imagery. That's a very big category, but there's a lot of different types of imagery under that with like guided imagery or interactive imagery. So what we were talking about, kind of just like visualizing, like replaying something, mm -hmm. um, is kind of like a visualization. And I feel like that's more mental imagery. But then when I like to do guided imagery, which um, what I was trained under is more interactive. So it's much more like there's a calming, like a relaxation, um, like 10 minutes of relaxation. And then you're letting the client have their own image come up and they're telling you what they're seeing and feeling and experiencing. I'm just guiding them through it as in like, I'd say like, oh, Patrick, what temperature is it in your peaceful place? You know, right. what colors are you noticing just to deepen the experience? Right. And and that I like because it is, you said this earlier, it's this, it's the building that slowdown muscle and the receptive energy muscle and that unfolding of like our intuition versus like, mm. I got to figure this out with my mind. It's like, what if I quieted down and see what image showed up for me around this thing? Right. Right. It's very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a training in Dublin once and um, I was the only American. It was really fun because they were all like, you know, like I was just like, I'm, you know, faster talker, like just who I am naturally. And my trainer was so sweet. And he said, I'm going to get a sign for your office that just says slower. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. But I was like, okay, well played, well played. And that, even him saying that, I had never, it was such a gentle intervention. I never realized how intense or fast I was going in my mm -hmm. work. And then taking the next step of saying, oh my gosh, I do this with myself all the time. Like I'm supposed to just so like with the back power through because that's what you're mm. supposed to do. Yes. Yikes. Not very conducive <laughs> to healing, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, I wish. <laughs> We can, right? We can I'm so committed. It. I'm committed to it. <laughs> but, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like once we like ease back, it happens, right? Like when we let things do a thing, it actually works better. But it is so hard when we've been trained in this other way for so long. I feel like in this kind of society of like, you know, multitasking and pushing. And so it is, it does probably feel very different. And that's, I mean, it's not easy for me. It's, it's a practice for me too. It's why I'm like, I think I'm so drawn to it because um, it challenges me. <laughs> it challenges right, right. my own. And that <laughs> means it's the best work, right? Because then you're always growing. Yeah. Because it's hard to be like, oh, okay, let's just let this arrive. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, I, where's my control? I need yeah. to control all aspects all the time. <laughs> but it's magical like imagery feels very magical and people like just relax and they let it happen and then it's like oh I have my own 
um, relax, you know, like what I said, peaceful place is a very common one uh, where you do kind of like let that peaceful place kind of arrive. And it's fun because some imagery is very directive. It's telling you your peaceful place is this beach that you're walking on and it's sunny out or whatever. But in my schooling of it, it's like, well, we don't know if people like beach. Right, <laughs> so right. We shouldn't assume like that they're going to be feeling comfortable and safe there. So that's the nice part about letting and imagerize for them because they don't even realize what's going to show up. Like you might say, oh, I definitely going to be, you know, at the cabin I love to go to in the forest. And then all of a sudden surprise you're in a library. Right. <laughs> you're like, oh, I totally, it's this, I've never been to this place before. Right. So um, that's the fun kind of, I think that's when people like it because you get. Yeah. It, it's funny as you're mentioning that because I, I'm just connecting last Last year, I tried something new um, where I did a, I offered a, for the new year, it was a 21-day journaling for wellness challenge where they would sign up and they get like an autom automatic email every day with a writing prompt that, I mean, it, it was 21 days, but they could take as much time as they wanted. Yeah. And I, I didn't connect that journaling was part of exactly what you're saying, because one of the questions I, I asked them, because especially around the new year, it's always like new year, new me, new body, blah, blah, blah. Um, so one of the journaling prompts was right about a time where you were angry with your body, Ooh. that you felt your body failed you. And people got very emotional about like some of the responses of just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever, I'm so angry right now <laughs> because of what was coming up. You know, it was like, I yeah. had some, a friend of mine who was taking it and it was just like, I go, yeah, just go with it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And you know, some of the other things too, of what about a time where your body was there for you? That's a beautiful question because it's yeah. something we don't think of ever, I think. Right. Just <laughs> right? like you're saying, like, well, oh, my shoulders, I could walk today. Like, I, I did learn that from my back. Like, <laughs> very thankful when I can walk. <laughs> yes. But it, it's interesting. I never connected that that's a different way. I just finished a, a six-week journaling group, and, and it's the same way of, there's just kind of a little bit of structure, yeah. but a whole lot of freedom of what they can write and how they interpret it. I love that because journaling is something I don't have a consistent practice with, but when I do it, I'm like, this is amazing. Um, and when you said like the, the prompts being sent, I'm like, I love that. That's so nice and interactive and it takes the pressure off. Right? Cause the clients, I'll be like, Oh, do you ever reflect? I, my goal is try to get people to just put in a little bit of time of reflection into their week. Um, cause I think it can go a long way. And they're like journaling. Ugh. And I'm like, I think everyone thinks you have to have like a quill pen and you have to be like, dear diary. And yes. <laughs> there's a long entry. And I'm like, yes. bullet points, friend, bullet points, a doodle, like <laughs> just something. It, or, or like when you said you had these prompts, I'm like, find prompts somehow. But I'm like, oh, go to Patrick. He right. emails with you. Like that's, right. that's genius. <laughs> you don't even have to talk to me. That was the best thing. I'm like, you don't even have to talk to me. But yeah, some of them, they would respond to be like, oh, go with that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So I think that's really great because it is something that it's really, if we're just in our brains all the time, it's so stressful. Like that's why we're not seeing that we're stressed because we're just like circling around in that um, world in our that we're making up. 
And I, and I also think, too, like you were saying with your former work, the environments that you can work in, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was working for a clinic, and I, I loved the people I worked with. I loved the population. Um, but the management, every time we'd have a meeting, is like, we're going to close. We're going to close. We don't have that. And it was such a, like, a... Scary. A, I don't... Yeah, scary and fear. And, like, you have to do more. You have to do more. And I didn't even realize how damaging that was to me as a person, but also as a practitioner Mm. of when, and I see that a lot when people are in certain work environments, at least in the mental health field, Mm -hmm. um, the pressure to be a conveyor belt. And it erodes the beauty of the work that they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that stress of, I got to get my numbers, I got to get this. And it's it's hard. It's hard to combat that. It is, it's, that is, and like, yeah, that tone set for the whole, like here you're like this healing place, you know, filled with healers. (laughs) And then it's like, ah, like emergency. It's like, oh. (laughs) You know, that's It's like a jack in the box. When that damn thing is going to come out, like, ah, heal already, heal. But it's just like, who's going to like, why would you bring all that pressure in on these on on you you know like the management to bring all that pressure it's like I'm sorry you're stressed out that's your realm like but how do we like this healing work it doesn't really fit in a business model well because of the conveyor belt of like your caseload should be this this how many people we need to get to this is how many minutes you should be with them this is how long it should take you to get your notes done and it's like actually we're all human beings in this and there needs to be a little bit more space around it Right, right. That's why someone said to me once, I love the phrase, I'm unemployable because I could never have a boss again. And I'm like, well, I I think I'm pretty employable, but I would never want that pressure again. I'm like, no, yeah. this is not how it works anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. It's And it is like, um, I really like, I don't know if you, oh, now I'm going to forget the person's name. It's Four Ways to Click, where it's about the relational therapy, where they say that five people you spend the most time with influence your stress response like your stress levels oh, um, interesting yes so it's always curious um one I like to think about what are the five people you're around the most um getting influenced by but then I'm like oh what are you doing <laughs> like who are you influencing oh my god yes right? <gasps> like ah, Shit. like are you walking around the office <laughs> am I that person over <laughs> yelling? <laughs> like or are you being friendly so um <laughs> But it is really interesting how much, you know, we're humans, we're very connected and we can, we really influence each other. Right. That's interesting. That's, I'm going to have to think about that. That's, that's a powerful question by people around us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so <clears throat> when, when someone comes to work with you, Elaine, what does that process look like? Are there different options? Is it online, in person, is a, is a combination of things? It's all online right now. Okay. So that's why I always forget to tell people I'm based in the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> but like it's so convenient, it. right? It's like, yeah. mm, you could be in Timbuktu and I can still work with you. Exactly. But I am thinking this, I'm like, this year, it's December. Um, <laughs> this season, <laughs> I run seasonally because like when you said the new year, new me, it's like a big eye roll because I do a winter group. It's an online group. And I'm very much like, no, like winter is not about oh, let's get on a diet. Let's do a 6 a.m. boot camp. Like, that's not whoosh. like we're, we're <laughs> hibernating. We're hibernating when spring hits. 
that's when we got our energy. That's when we shift to salads because it's warmer out. That's right. when, you know, like we move a lot more in different ways. So I like to try to, I try to ignore the whole like, January thing. I like, let's let that go. It doesn't work. It's the middle. Right. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. It's cold. It's dark. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're saying it's like dark at 4 30. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. I, the other day it was, it was 6 30. felt like midnight. I'm like, yeah. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. No, I'm not going to work out. I'm trying not to like fall asleep at dinner. Yeah, exactly. That's like tuning in a little bit more around that. So now I lost my train of thought what we were talking about. Sorry. Um, ooh, squirrel. <laughs> oh, how to um, work with me. Oh yeah. So I have my winter, your winter group. Yeah. So my winter group's online. That's through the whole winter. It's like once a week, um, we meet for an hour and we do, um, chill stuff. Like I keep it very chill. It's a chill group. It's not even, you don't even have to share if you don't want to, you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to, we're going to do mindfulness. We do yoga nidra. We do mm. imagery work. Um, just very calming, like just winding it down kind of work. Um, that's the goal of that. And I mean, people are welcome to share and they do share, but I try to say like, I said recently, I was like, it's a community that's safe for introverts. Like, don't feel like you have to show up and like work real hard through something. Like we're right. trying to tap in more to that settling down and seeing what arises and how to be a little bit more gentle with ourselves. So and I, I think it's interesting and I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I, I've been having a lot of discussions with people that Yes, calming down in tranquility is important, but we also need a space where you can be agitated and upset and angry, yes. but we don't want it one extreme or the other. It has to be a balance, like uh, ebb and flow. Yeah, like where you are is where you are, right? Like kind of meeting yourself where you're at. So it's like right. not forced. Well, one, my thing is we have to practice on how to relax because we so many of us are like, oh, I can't relax. It's like, yeah, let's practice. And it's a practice. So don't worry if it's like not working right away, you know, like it's mm -hmm. like it, it'll take time. Um, So it's just building that muscle up of like how to get to a relaxed place, how to soothe yourself. Because when you are agitated and stuff, but first you have to say, I'm agitated. Right. <laughs> I Preach. need a link, <laughs> like, yes. you know, yes. what, you know, that's okay. Then that's the thing with clients. I don't know if you see that too. Like when they're doing quote, well, they're like, I'm doing so well. And then they come back the next week and they're like, Oh, I got mad. I'm like, you're a human. <laughs> like, right. You're supposed to get mad at things. Like you're supposed right. to have things. You're not. Well, I remember, I, I, I remember years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine and um, she, we were talking about stuff like this of like wellness and health. And she, she said, I don't understand. She goes, I, I received this invitation for this women's retreat and it's all about yoga and, and painting and all that. She goes, I'm angry. I want to break shit. Like, mm -hmm. where is that group? <laughs> I said, exactly. Like I want to, you know, it, because it's like, she has so much going on this stress. And hers was just much more you know, like ex explosive when it, when it got too much. Yeah. Because you think like our stress response is fight, flight, freeze. Um, and then we have like tend and befriend. We have other ones too, but I think of that fight energy. It's like, you got to get it out. You can't like try to trap it. You know, right. I'm not saying punch somebody <laughs> like if you need a kickboxing class or, you know, like something, sometimes <laughs> you need something like that to kind of get it out. Um, well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because there was one day, um, where 
I was I was thinking I planned all week. Uh, uh, you know, this is pre-COVID. Um, seems like a lifetime ago. Where I said to, I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to a good practitioner. I'm going to go to yoga on a Friday afternoon. That's what good healthy people do. <laughs> And so I was like, I'm going to do hot yoga because then it's like a workout. And so I went, it was a 530 class. And as I was doing it, I was getting really angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes yoga teasers are like, that's great. It's moving. Go one with the spirit. And I'm like, no, really, I'm just fantasizing of walking is storming out. It was in a dramatic place. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I realized um, I, I, I have to hold back all week because you know when you're at work you have this and your meetings and appointments and this and you have to be the professional and the the I don't want to say wild energy but like the other part of me that needed to like sing or yell or or go for a run or do Zumba or something still wasn't getting fulfilled Mm -hmm. so as soon as I realized that the the anger like melted away and I was like I was able to then enjoy the yoga but yeah. then I said, I will never do yoga again on a Friday at 530. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> oh, you're like, like, not. that's your, that's your kickboxing class. <laughs> yes. your, you know, yes. the big movement, big energy. Yes. I had, um, I had like a temper tantrum in a yoga class years ago. Um, because I really like yin yoga. Cause that was like, mm. right. Like talk about, I did yin yoga on a whim. Cause I was like, that sounds relaxing. And I was like, no, it's not because they're making you <laughs> stop and be in one yes. spot yikes, yikes. like five minutes right it's like three to five minutes for each yeah post. in that one place and that's we're not like that we're very I mean we have like 17 tabs open on our phones on our computers and, stuff. and here it's like you're going to be in this pose for three to five minutes and I was like this isn't relaxing but it was magical <laughs> because it was so eye-opening but so one of the classes I thought the teacher ended up not being there and the, the, I left the teacher and it was a different teacher. I felt like she wasn't doing it right. Like I had so much judgment going on and I was like doing like some sort of, and I'm not a yogi. So doing some sort of warrior pose. And I just had like a tear streaming down my face. I'm like, am I fucking crying in a yoga <laughs> now? Like I was having so much. And I realized that's when I realized my um, inner critic was like possessing me. And I was like, mm. oh my God. Cause I don't hear like a bitchy voice like some people have those thoughts like they're like real mm-hmm. mean thoughts no it's in my body like it's tension that's my inner critic and that's where it surfaced when you said that like in the yoga class like oh it can surface and that's the first time I had that in a yoga class because I'm not a constant practitioner so I hadn't hit that it was it was intense but it, that's it was- really interesting I never I've actually never heard the version of an inner critic not being verbal that's really fascinating I've never explore them before because normally it's like the negative thoughts the mm-hmm. the critical nasty voice I never I've never paid attention to it being in my body I'm gonna have to pay yeah, attention it to it starts in my body I realize and then I can figure out my thoughts that's my processing <laughs> like it's right. like why are I have all this Ugh. um <laughs> like this stuff going on and then if I calm down like then I breathe and I get into my body I'm like oh okay like I've been judging myself quietly in the background of my mind um very well <laughs> I think efficiently <laughs> chattering so that's when I'll feel it but yeah that was like it's true that um energy that can be like I don't know summoned up in a yoga class is amazing <laughs> so what what are some <laughs> techniques that you give people who might be you know who really struggle with the quieting down like how do you address that like I you know my mind is always going or you know if people I I think the last 
we're seeing more ADD, ADHD, especially in adults. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think with a lot of the, you know, constant notifications on our phone and everything, how do you, how would you address that with someone? Yeah, because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, Elaine, meditation doesn't work for me. My my mind has lots of thoughts. <laughs> like, we're all yes. lots of yes. thoughts. We have 60,000 <laughs> thoughts a day or something. So that's everybody. So um, it is this, it's a muscle you build. So I'm always, like, any type of mindfulness practice you do is never going to be like, um, like a rain soundtrack in your mind all of a sudden. Like it's that's not realistic. I think we have an unrealistic expectation of what meditation is or mindfulness is. Like we think our mind's gonna be so quiet, like a little white noise machine is gonna click on and it's gonna feel real good. And it's like, right. no, all right. this is is a terrible exercise in trying to get your mind under control. Um, I think about walk. I th- I was doing a positive coaching program recently and we had to do like these they call them reps like these mindfulness reps and I was um, like oh it's like walking my dog like your mind is like a wild little creature on a leash that is like barking at the bus and then barking at the dog across the street and then wanting to go back over here and then wanting to smell over there and like mindfulness is just trying to like pull that leash and get the dog like back like we're going this way right (laughs) so it's actually a lot of work so I think we have to separate mindfulness from relaxation probably Mm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. because it is like a kind of an active exercise to just bring it back um labeling it thought 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 and then I like to try to do things that are um some people just are more you know motiony so I'm like do it while you're walking like just you don't have to sit try to like force yourself to sit still but if you do a a mindful walk where you're really looking at like the colors of the leaves or hearing the crunchy sounds, like just listening to like, what sounds am I hearing right now? Where am I right now? Constantly bringing yourself to the present. I think that can help, you know, strengthen that muscle. I've actually found that this might sound strange as, is over the last couple of years, washing dishes has become that for me. Uh, which before it would just be like something to do, but it actually, I, if I'm agitated, I can, you know, I, it's weird. It is like that mindfulness of just like, okay, what's going on with me and, you know, or where am I at or what's going, it's, it's, it's been very interesting. No. And that and, is great. Cause it's like, you got the water, you got the soap, you have the dishes, you have this, you have all these tech, tactile things too, that can keep you present. I think. Right. And the scrubber. Yeah. <laughs> right right but it because I I fall into sometimes I do like I love the quiet meditation or mindfulness or, or mm-hmm. prayer time um and for a long time I thought something was wrong with me because when I was doing those practices my mind would go to the things that need to be done mm-hmm. and then I had a, a teacher of mine who said well that's what needs to be done so go with it <laughs> and I was like oh <laughs> so then I would be like meditating right and it'd be like this is what you need to do like don't for and I would just do what I would grab my phone and I just have a notepad and I'd be like you need detergent and then I just it was something I took like the the anxious energy and I just made it something tangible yes yeah and then I was able to go back more into the meditation and then I noticed my body was hey I just took care of that it's going to be okay 
Yeah. See, and that I think um, there's someone, a teacher at like an imagery conference, and she said, oh, we think of imagery as so precious. And like we whisper, we don't want to like ruin someone's imagery. And that's the same thing we probably think about meditation. It's like, it's so precious, but it's not. It's like, let's, okay, I got a to-do list. Let me add something. And then I can go back. Like, right. it's okay. You didn't mess up. It's not like it has to be a perfect 15 minutes of pure quietness or something or resisting a a thought if it's really like hello (laughs) yeah (laughs) you did something we need that's exactly where I need to go it's like oh there's that resentment you know and and then it's also just like this idea too of um because people are like I can't sleep at night like what's going on and they're always thinking about our minds are going to say like don't forget that email (laughs) Don't forget this thing. So it's like, get a to-do list. That's part of journaling to me too. Is like, well, maybe you just need to like reflect on what do I need to get done this week? Like get it out of your mind. So then it's not circling around again. Right. Um, yeah. Lists yeah. have been very helpful for me. It just, you know, with work and businesses, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hold on to this and I'll, I'll go back to the, if, I used to be one of those people who'd go to the grocery store and leave without the three things that I went to the grocery store for. <laughs> and I'm like, Patrick, you need a list. It's okay. It's okay. Like, it's you okay. Can freeform <laughs> off the list. Like, get the yes. things you need and then freeform, like, creative. Ooh, something shiny. I need it. Um, <laughs> but I, like, I remember this one time I went and I got everything on my list. I was like, success, success, I win. but it's just it's those small things I find that helps the insanity of the world just go a little bit smoother yeah but why isn't that considered a success I feel like so many people have such high expectations about what success is and it's like yeah I completed something I got food (laughs) that I needed into my home um we just have so much pressure on ourselves and and we only think of little things and that's the thing too like when people are very career orientated um which is like everybody they think um too much focus on the career it's like we have all these other elements of our life like what is success you know like is it really that hitting that um deadline at work or is it having a really meaningful conversation with a friend like that's successful (laughs) you know that's pretty cool and it's it's interesting too when you pull in and and we can get into this in another discussion of when you look at like different cultures too Mm -hmm. when when I went to Italy once I remember uh one of the things that struck me is I wasn't really seeing the people walk around with coffee cups Mm. and I was Mm -hmm. Like when you go into a, a cafe, like they'll have the espresso, but they will sit there mm-hmm. and have that engagement. And it was just so beautiful to me of, oh my God, they really are enjoying life more. Like it, they were busy, but it, there is this gentleness. That's really beautiful. Cause I never thought about that when you said that, I'm like, oh my God, all we do is go to, you know, we're asked right away for here to go. Here right. to go, and there it's like you're like, nope, everyone's for here. <laughs> right. We're gonna drink our coffee here, isn't it? And it just it always, and I'm you know, a drive through and stuff, it's so convenient, but it was really one of those beautiful things. And then their meals mm-hmm. were just longer and and thoughtful, and it wasn't rushed, and it was it, it, it was such a beautiful experience of 
of of interacting with each other and then with the, the locals and, and different things on the tour. And then when you come back here, one of the things that I struggle with is my days are usually really long. Mm. So then what, this is a habit I've had since I was a kid. I'll eat in the kitchen standing up. Oh, right? That's like, cool. oh, shove it in. <laughs> and so it's like, everybody I know is like, are you going to sit down? Like, sit down. Like, sit down. It's like, <laughs> you're making me anxious I don't want to sit down but yeah but when you do I never realized when I'm I'm eating too fast I'm overeating I'm not resting and I'm not enjoying this at all Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like how I'm learning more where my areas of work need to be (laughs) yeah and it's true because it's like we and I think that's somewhat cultural too because it's like I don't know how long I worked in offices and it was like you know you're like eating and emailing at the same time right like, how are you digesting anything you right. know you could be eating like an immaculately quote healthy meal um but if you're in that much stress just kind of like focused on all these other things so you're not probably getting half the nutrients <laughs> you need to digest it and absorb it then when you sit quietly like you said it's hard to do that sometimes we think oh but it will only need like probably 15, 20 minutes, but it isn't really that long. Um, right. You don't have to take a two hour lunch, but. Um, <laughs> Although those are nice as well. Like, oh. Nap in there. That's good. But yeah, so that I think we get worried or something. It's going to take up too much time or something like that. We're going to lose out. Yeah. But it's another mindfulness moment. I always say that it's like their whole meal doesn't have to be mindful. I was like, if you can have three bites where you actually know what you're eating, right, <laughs> you know, right. and enjoy it. But awesome. what did you have for dinner? I don't know. I think I chewed. I almost choked. I, you know, like... <laughs> we had to, in um, when I was in school, we had, um, it was, it went from in-person to online, but we would have like these in-person um, intensives and we all eat together like we we're like living together for that week basically and we had nutrition and our teacher was like our professor was like you're supposed to chew at least 30 times so at that lunch we were so quiet eating our food like I would have killed me I would have died <laughs> like I would have died <laughs> so you just like chew your food at least 30 30 bites totally. I've heard that it's it's hard it's a good one it, get, it takes a lot of pressure off your stomach to die. You know what I mean? Because you're getting it to liquid. That's interesting. Yeah. I so, <laughs> so how can people get a hold of you or connect okay. with you? Because, I mean, we oh, didn't yeah. even get to, like, a fraction of what I wanted to. Uh, but, um, I mean, let's... like, you'll have to come back. But how can yes. they find you? You can find me um, on Instagram as wellness as art. And there's, like, some underscores there and then you can find me at my website wellnessisart.com get on my newsletter it's super chill it's kind of monthly as in I try for monthly sometimes it doesn't happen because I'm not going to send you filler you know what I mean right. like I send things that are meaningful and then sometimes it's more than monthly if I have programs coming out um, okay. I like to keep people in the loop I've been trying to do Instagram lives weekly but <gasps> So we should do one. Well, let's do one together. Because yes. I'm supposed to be doing them and I never do them. Yeah. And okay. I just chat to myself and no one joins, but I like to do a little breathing or a mudra or like a little stress relief tool. I like to share. Um, and then where else can you find me? I guess my email is just Elaine at wellnessesart.com. I do a Facebook live um almost quarterly with the San Francisco Theosophical Society, where I do a little imagery session. 
So oh, you fun. can you can find them on YouTube um, okay. as well. And they're like 20 minutes. They're super casual. They're short little. If you want to see a sample of like a guided imagery session of like some peaceful places, there's that. And then, yeah, just reach out and then we can either work out a individual kind of well, one. You can just have a free chat with me to see like what's what. Like if you're like, I want coaching or I want imagery, or I want both or I want five. So I don't know. Like we'll work it out. And then That's I'm awesome. going to try to have more. There might be some more in-person stuff coming up. So if you're in the SFA area, watch out for that because I want to kind of bring in my yoga nidra practice to some in-person kind of places Ooh, nice! Yeah. but I like to do it online too because in your home cuddled up with because yoga nidra if no one knows is like you're laying down it's guided meditation and you're just covered in blankets and pillows it's oh, really it's nice best. so sometimes it's, it's fun to do it at home <laughs> <laughs> so what is um what is one piece of advice or one thing as we wind down tonight that you would like the audience to walk away with if you could mm. give them one piece of advice breathe you know just take a breath <laughs> like you get that little bit of a longer exhale and all of a sudden your whole body's like oh it's okay you know and I want everyone to know it is okay like you're okay oh I love that you know what I mean like let's just yeah breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> well Elaine thank you so much for coming this has been awesome I hope you can come back because I feel like we have so much more to talk about I so know, please I just want to know more about you. You're so fun. And I <laughs> love your podcast. And I do have to tell you, Sunday, I started my self-care because I was being really bad about my own self-care. And I was, I did a face mask and I listened to Friday Night Feels. <gasps> yes! And it was so fun. I was like, that's my new Sunday ritual. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It supports self-care so much. And it's really nice. And you do have such a fun group of people on. And so thank you for your work. And oh, putting this thank you. There. That means a lot to me. I appreciate <laughs> that. And I appreciate everyone who listens and supports. And remember that we are on all the podcast and YouTube channels, platforms, all of that jazz and i hope you all have a beautiful weekend and i will see you in two weeks on friday night fields have a good night everyone bye